are live from Nubian Human in the Anacostia Art Center in historic Anacostia, Southeast Washington, D.C., and this is the Neighborish Livecast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Super Dave, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible, and Super. with me, as always, holding it down at the end of the table is my hey. man, 100 grand. Oh, uh, I missed my A. Yeah, I did it. I did it. I did the pre A. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. too early. Pre A. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> DC's native son. Hey. The SC3 representative. Hey. Jay Son. What's good, brother? Good morning, Dave. Always good to see you, sir. Likewise, man. Did you have a good week? Had an excellent week. week. And I'd like to thank you for sponsoring Seven Kids for oh, our trip to Cedar United. Don't. I don't. That's that's. Uh, nah, but it's it's appreciated because we was we was short going into it like night before. So you came through in the eleventh hour, brother. We appreciate hey, look, you, man. Whatever. Look, so we're gonna talk about that some more toward the end of the show because uh, you definitely have more stuff coming up. You yeah. definitely need to have, um, you know, support from the community. Indeed, we do. This is a very uh, neighborish topic, a very neighborish situation. So uh, where better than neighborish than our own neighborhood? Yeah, right. <laughs> get some uh, get some support. So yep. yeah, it's, it's dope that you're doing what you're doing. Um, I want to shout out to our feminine energy. She couldn't be with us today. She will Proof be back it. next week. She has assured me. Uh, shout out to, uh, you know, fitness guru, personal trainer, Patrice Fruitfit Jones. Fruitfit. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. But with that being said, we have an excellent show for you today because our guest today has been able to establish a successful business and brand based on two fundamental principles of economics. One is supply and demand, and the other is women be shopping? No, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no. We do. The, <laughs> we do. It's, it's, it's true. No, the other is uh, that there is a large amount of um, women and people in and around the DMV area that like her have affinity for fashion and shoes. And uh, from that, she created Soul Girl Shoe Parties, a company that, as the name implies, coordinates and facilitates the increasingly popular phenomenon of shoe parties. But that's. Uh, but she didn't stop there. She actually also opened Soul Girl Fashion Market LLC, which is not only a location to display the product she offers, but also an incubator for other small businesses, artists, and artisans to conduct and grow their businesses. The creator and curator of the Soul Girl brand, the Soul Girl herself, Shannon Thornton. Shannon. I didn't even know I did all that. Oh my yeah. God. They, they be having notes and shit. So. Hey, look, right. I got to bring you out right. I got to bring you in right. That's what I do. Thank but, you uh, for having me. Yeah, Shannon. Man, it's dope. You, you do a lot of stuff. And, you know, I try to research the guests and know some things about them okay. so that I can ask deep, personal, intricate. No, I'm oh, just kidding. But, but no, I'm looking into uh, some of the things that you do. Like I told you when you came in, um, you're pretty dope. And um, I'm glad. I'm honored to be sitting beside you. And uh, you. I think we're going to have a good interview. Before we do that, though. Okay. Okay. There are a lot of things going on in the city, in okay. the country, in the world that we mm. need to talk about. Oh, yeah. What's going on, Dave? And we're going to talk about it okay. right now. Okay. Now, um, we haven't in a while talked about the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. But we, we, back, wanna, we back now? Well, you know, I did want to, um, you know, since, since it's become more prevalent now, since, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, that dude has it. And, uh, <sighs> you know, that's uh, we don't really talk about Trump here because uh -uh. he gets too much attention already, but I'll say that dude has it. But um, it's been more prevalent in the news and stuff. Damn, and so I just I thought about how close the election is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wow. like 20-some days away. Yeah, yeah, man. So, yeah. How convenient. If that. Yeah, yeah. It's very convenient, <laughs> that whole situation. But I did want to talk a little bit about how, um, you know, um, up until the point when um, that dude got it, the news wasn't even really like, it was still on the news, but it wasn't like the top story. They weren't really talking about it. And, um, 
even though, like, you know, the United States has been one of the countries that's been struggling to get a handle on the cases, and um, they've even had reported spikes recently. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, uh, the cases in the U.S. are around uh, 7 million, well, actually closer to 8 million, with about 215,000 deaths, and worldwide mm -hmm. it's uh, 37 million cases with about a million deaths. And um, so I just wanted to ask two questions. Um, Jay, I know you uh, have kids, and uh, do you have any? Yes, I have a, yes, I have an 18-year-old, though. You have an 18-year-old? Oh, mm -hmm. cool. Well, Boy or girl? Boy. Boy? Man. Man, right. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to ask, you know, um, I know going through our daily lives, um, it's prevalent with us wearing the masks and, you know, hand sanitizer, being more conscious of, like, washing their hands. I was kind of OCD with it already, so it's not really that new to me, washing, um, washing my hands. But um, other than that, like, is it still at the forefront of your mind? Like, as much as it was maybe in March or, you know, at different times of the peak and the summer months and things, it's still something that you think about, and should it be still something that we, you know, you know, constantly think about and is at the forefront of our minds? I was well, sorry, sorry you looked at me, Shannon. Oh no, because I thought he was talking to you, but he's talking to both of us. Oh, okay. No. But so, I mean, I'll but answer yes. first. We can do ladies But first. we definitely want your uh, your opinion. Yeah. Yes, I think it's something that should still be on um, your mind. Uh, I have a market every Saturday, so yeah. everyone has to wear a mask. We do the hand sanitizer, six feet apart. If somebody cough, we turn around looking at them like they're crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, it's still, it's we still saying shields out here. So. <laughs> Man, you really from D.C.? You from D.C.? I'm from Maryland, from PG County. Okay, Pr so pretty DC, girl county. D.C. like, yeah, pretty girl county. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. But, um, I know, right? That's, yeah. So, so, yeah, what, what do you think, Jay? I know, um, you know, a lot of your routines and stuff. Not really change because you you're pretty conscious about you know health and safety and things, but um, yeah, I mean, is it still at the forefront of your mind? Are you it's still it's, about it it's at the forefront of my mind, yes, because of the general public's um, awareness level of it. Right. You know, so um, I'm not really like if it was, yeah. So to answer your question, yes, it still is at, at, at the front of my mind because, you know, as you know, I do a lot of work with youth, so right. I have people's children with me all the time, and so, you know, and uh, we are in the process of incorporating our business, uh, and so we, we have to get to the point where, we're, you know, we have to uh, have, like, screening, so we, same thing, we have mask on duty, uh, hand sanitizer, we got the little temperature joint, to make sure you know all of the kids involved in our program and are all right and levels are cool. So yeah, I mean, person and, and you know I just not necessarily for COVID, just in general, you know, just trying to make sure uh, my family and my community we always conscious of our immune systems and our health regardless of the COVID situation. Uh, but yeah, definitely due to the COVID, we definitely take you know big precautions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just um uh for me, yeah, I think it's it's um still it's just uh, such a it's still such a scary thing and then it's so so many unknowns about the whole situation even though they they seem to be trying to get a handle on it. It's still a lot of um question marks of you know um just what it actually does to you specifically. Um I mean, we know it's very dangerous and uh 
it has killed some people. So that in and of itself just makes it something that, you know, I try to think about and make sure I'm being precautious uh, or taking precautions because being, being cautious and taking There you go. The H you. Had to straighten it out. But uh, <laughs> at all times. Uh, oh, yeah. you, you Howard too? Yeah. Oh. oh. I did not know that one. Yeah. Mary, why you didn't tell me she, anyway. But uh, I'd have had the Howard sweatshirt on. But, um, but yeah, so. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, October being uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it a little bit uh, last week, but um, I wanted to go into more detail about it. And everybody kind of talks about, you know, uh, or, or uh, introduces it and talks about it in a certain way. So I was kind of looking for a specific angle, you know, to. to Would you come up with your, in your notes, Dave? Well, I mean, I just started whenever I have an issue thinking of something like that, I start with myself, with my personal situation. And, you had to slap somebody again, Dave? No, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is an inappropriate joke for the, for the context. But anyway. Sorry. So, no, I just start with the, the type of person I am. Um, I've been in, you know, my share of relationships. And some are good and some are Super. bad. But, um, but I've never been the type of person to uh, get physical with a... Well, you know, violently physical. I mean, physical, but no. <laughs> but anyway. But no. But, um, and just... Um, Wondering where that came because it's such a foreign concept to me to even think about, you know, mm-hmm. even like some of the most heated arguments I've been in with uh, with a woman. I've never, you know, and I've been like, I should punch her in the face, you know, or anything. Uh, you never me. felt like that? Well, well, let, let me. About well, to say, no, but let's no, expose no, these no, lies no, now. Well, you might have felt that way, but, but you never acted yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and it was right. never to the point where right. I would act on it. Right. So I would say I never was like, you know, uh, never got to the point where I would act on it. So, um, and, and I thought about like where that came from. And I feel like for me, I can attribute it to, uh, my parents, like having good examples of healthy relationships. Like I can remember my parents, um, you know, there was always a sense of love and connection there, but they did have, you know, any, any people, I always say, um, the, the increased level of interaction is always going to breed some kind of disagreement at the very least, just because you're different people. But how you handle that, and you know, uh, is a huge indication of, of your personality, of who you are as a person. So um, they they argued um, to a certain extent. Like sometimes they had you know heated arguments, but it never came to that point. And so um, I wanted to talk to you, and it's good to know that you uh, that you have a son. Um, I want to talk to you about having kids, and is there anything specific that you try to do or say to your kids to try to keep them from becoming the um, or from from uh, to get them to understand that violence isn't the answer and that there are better ways to handle situations, especially dealing with the opposite sex or, or your partner, whoever that may be. Um, shoot. Okay, so as soon as you said that, I was like, shoot, I used to pop the mess out of my son, so I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, but um, no, I always, I've always taught my son, you know, to keep your hands to yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, just try to control your emotions. Um, and I have an emotional cancer. So, you know, no, yeah. So, um, just telling him to, you know, try to talk things out. Or if you feel like you are at that point where you just, you know, are in a rage, just walk away. Right. It's just better just to walk away from certain situations. So, I mean, I, I think I've raised a, a pretty good young man. So, he's, yeah, he, he's cool. It's cool. All right, yeah, Jay. What's the question, Dave? Well, is there anything specific that you say or do with your children to try to ensure that they understand that, um, the, first of all, domestic violence isn't cool, but also, like, you know, um, there are better ways to handle conflict 
than violence in most situations, especially when dealing with your partner? Uh, well, my kids ain't really old enough to have a partner. But right, right. But there was a situation where there was this, this girl was bullying my son. Okay. And I didn't know how to handle it. Because, you know, I told right. him, you know, before this situation, like, yo, if somebody put their hands on you, knock their ass out. Like, because he was in school. And I was like, don't worry about getting in trouble at school. Let me handle that. But I was like, you can't let nobody, like, put their hands on you. Because it's like a test to see how much further mm-hmm. they'll be able to go with you right. in the future. And so it's just like, so this, we was at a video shoot. And, like, this, this girl who was bigger than him, who's actually my friend's daughter, like, kept bothering him. Like, kept putting her hands on him. And it's like, he's like, yo, daddy, you said... If anybody like hits me or keeps putting their hands on me, I gotta defend myself. But he was like, "It's her though," and I was just like, "Damn!" Um, I didn't know what to do because she's bigger than him, and and you know, um, she's punking him. But he's you know he's not willingly being punked. He just he didn't know what to do because it was a girl. Right. And so he came to me. He was like, "Yo, what do I do?" I was like, "Just leave her alone." Like, just be away from her. But he, you know, he was basically like, but that that's making me like a punk. Like, because I'm not scared. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you he told me to, to defend myself. And she keeps she keeps doing it. She's not stopping. So it's like, how else do I get her to stop? Right. Other than, you know what I'm saying? She keeps hitting me. Like, I'm going to hit her back because you told me to. And uh, so I just I just removed him from the situation. I put him in another room. But I'm I'm still confused. As to, cause you know, to be honest, I wanted him to beat her ass <laughs> because she was bigger than him, and she she was I'm assuming sorry, I have at that. she was me. assuming that he couldn't do nothing because he wouldn't react. Right. And right. I'm like, yo, I didn't, you know, but I I removed him. I didn't let him defend himself. But if I wasn't there, like you I know, to like be honest, I think he should have beat her ass. I like, feel like to be honest. The, that's the hard part because I think um, just in general parents need to teach their kids to keep their hands to themselves right and, and that's I think what, the yeah, problem I know. With, like especially with little girls like no there aren't don't do the love taps like keep your hands to yourself because you know we raise our sons not to hit daughters but then I mean to hit to hit girls right but there are some guys who I mean there are some kids who will knock a little girl out so just right keep your, like, I just think it's important to also teach your daughters to, to not hit on men. Because I felt that that was a parent issue. Like, yeah. because, like, my son, he did the right thing. Right. He, you right. know, because right. I told him, like, whoever hits you, you, you hit that, like, tr- try to hurt them. Because he'd been in a fight before. And I was like, and then, but it was a boy. Then the mom came to me, like, why your son? Dude, I was like, yo, your son started a fight with my son. Yeah, I've just yeah. trained my son how to fight. To defend himself. Yeah, right. and it's yeah. like, that's what happened. Now you coming to me talking about, like, oh, well, he hit him too hard. Like, ain't no hard or soft. Like, right, nah, right. he's defending himself because your son started a fight with him. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm like, in the situation with, with my son and the little girl, like, to be completely honest, I wish he would have beat her ass. But it's like he did the right thing. He came to me, right. said what was happening. I removed him, put him in another room, which I shouldn't have to because he wasn't even doing nothing. But he got, I guess, uh, reprimanded in a sense where he had to be removed from the action, right. not because of anything that he did. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like it wasn't fair to him. And, you know what I'm saying, the girl was bigger than him. She kept bothering him. He kept asking her to stop. He came to get his parent. 
So he right. did all of the right things he's supposed to do. So I'm like, after that, if you keep bothering him, you need to get your ass whooped. So if your parents aren't going to acknowledge it, my son will acknowledge the wrongdoing in your daughter's behavior. How old? At the time, because my son's eight now, so this was, this was like, he was oh, only wow. like four or five years old, oh. and the girl was like six. So what made you not want to go to the parents, to her parents? Well, because her mom is real mean. Oh, like, her mom is okay. real mean. So she's just doing what she see at home, pretty much. I, I don't know all that. Okay. I don't want to. That's pretty much what kids, yeah. you know, at that age, they're yeah. pretty much emulating what they see. Yeah, right. so it's like, I didn't know what to do, because the mother and the father was there, and the father I'm real good friends with. But oh. the since the mother was there, if she would have saw anybody even talking to her daughter, she would have probably flipped out, not knowing that her daughter is like causing all this. So it's like it was a weird situation right. because right. even if I would have went to the mother and told, like she would have probably took it a certain, like my daughter ain't blah, 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 blah whatever. So I just <laughs> removed my son, put him in oh, another room, right. gave him his little tablet, like just just stay right here for right now until we finish, then we gonna go home. But right. these are scenarios, you know, and then if, if something would have happened, everybody would have been pointing the finger at my son, right. not knowing all of the the circumstance or not surrounding really, maybe not even really caring right you know? exactly it's like oh he hit a girl it's like you know so it's it's weird out here in these streets man it, it, it's definitely and that's why i'm so you know i don't have any kids so it's just fascinating to kind of get you know the perspective of parents and how that can as some sometimes even change your perspective on certain things just seeing it uh through the eyes of your kids and how they grow and, and progress and so um so yeah, man, I appreciate you guys' uh, input on that. I want to say um, uh, before we go any further that uh, if there's anyone that you know, or if you're in a, an abusive situation, you want to make sure um, that you reach out and uh, you know get, get some help. Uh, there have been statistics that have come out recently saying that uh, due to uh, the pandemic situation, that um, domestic violence has been a, a serious issue, just because people who would have regularly been able to go to school or work are now at home, you know, um, on a more regular basis with uh, their abusers. And so that's, that's definitely a tough situation. Um, I did uh, get a few numbers of different places, of course, in D.C. Um, well, first of all, if it's an emergency situation, you always want to, you know, dial 911, of course. But D.C. also has 311 for non-emergency situations. You can speak to domestic violence coordinators through that number. And they also have D.C. Safe, which is an organization that ensures the safety um, and education of um, survivors of domestic violence. And you can reach them through uh, dcsafe.org. Um, in Maryland, there's the um, Maryland Network Against Domestic Violence, MNADV, and they have their website, mnadv.org, and also their hotline, uh, which is 1-800-MD-HELPS, and that's 1-800-634-3577. Uh, and in Virginia, they have... Um, the Office for Women in Domestic Violence and Sexual Abuse Services, and you can reach them through 703-324-5730. And nationally, of course, they have hotlines, and they actually have a te text line nationally where you can text the word HOME to 741-741, uh, and uh, someone will text you back and uh, be able to help you. We're going to have to do something that's um, unprecedented on this show. We're going to have to take an intermission. What? Because... My battery is about to die, oh. and I don't have my plug. And so, 
You got to make a call? I got to make a, a call or either a Are we strictly on my live now? Yeah, for about five minutes. And, Damn. Uh, so, um, you was like, we're probably not going to need it. Uh, yeah, I this was like, yeah, day, the battery man. lasts a long time. But apparently with everything that's running, it's like... Uh, Working overtime. Yeah, so right now it's saying I have four minutes of battery left. And I was like, I better say something before everything just cuts off. So uh, wow. stay with us, guys. We'll be right back. Um, I ain't going nowhere. We're not so going nowhere over here. We're just going to talk live. shit about Dave. You go to Dave's live and, and talk shit about me. I'm going to um, <laughs> get my plug. And, uh, you're, actually, you're going to go get it? I'm probably going to have to. I'm going to make oh, a plug. Oh, I was not home? No, he's not there. Oh. Uh, yeah, my brother. What kind of, is it a regular? Yeah, is that time you have one here? No, I'm just saying. We Why would you ask? <laughs> no, 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 because there might be one system. somewhere right. in the okay. in the building. Oh, uh, 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 Fredo might have. Oh, uh, yeah, go check with Fredo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout so, out to Fredo's PC Repair PC Pizza. Repair. He was on here last week. And pizza, yeah. yeah. Into it. All right, so get we shall fix. Go get a slice yeah, of pizza. Yeah, Zulik will be out to stay with us. Yeah. So it's just us now. Yeah, this has never happened. So ask some questions, Jay. Keep it entertaining. Oh, oh wow. man. Keep I don't know. Okay. Good luck with me. I'm saying good luck with See that? That's what what is it? What is it, Shannon? Oh, she's my battery low. See, look, everybody. You got a plug? Because we have a certain protection. No, I had 20%. I, I should okay, be good. Okay, you should be good. Fredo ain't even open. Right. Oh, it's a holiday. SNL. Oh, you want to talk about SNL? Did you see Saturday Night Live? I did not. I did, did you not. hear about Bill Burr's uh, uh, monologue, opening monologue? No. Oh. So where should we go with this, Aaron? Aaron's our, our, our only viewer. Uh, you saw her. I know you liked it, Aaron. I did not. And I said I wanted to watch it, especially after the debate. I wanted to see... Which um, debate? Um, the, the vice president joint the or the president, president joint? The vice president vice president joint. With the fly, I wanted to see what they were going to do with it. Did you watch that? Yes, I did see the debate. So you saw the debate. What, what, were, what are your thoughts on the debate? I didn't see it, so... Oh, shoot. Oh, man. How much time we have? Oh, my God. Okay, so what are my thoughts on the debate? Yeah. Um, really? I mean, because it's a lot. It well, was that much? Okay. I mean, it, I mean it, for, to me, it was. Um, Mike Pence didn't answer any of the questions. Um, and then I think uh, I'll just, some of the little pinpoints I found from it. Okay. Um, I know, um, okay, so overall, the debate really didn't sway you one way or another. Like, it wasn't anything, like, if you were voting for Trump, you're going to still vote for him. Right. If you were in the middle, you still don't know who the hell you're going to vote for because it wasn't anything that was said that made you um, choose one or the other. So, so what, what was it about? What was the gist? The gist of it, they talked about um, uh, the coronavirus, the handling of it. Um, one of the things I felt that um, Kamala could have shined is when Mike Pence brought up the work that she did. Um, oh, like all the niggas she locks up? Did he mention all of that? Like how okay, many black so, people like so, lives she ruined? So she mentioned, okay, so he did mention that, but the way she could have shined is, first of all, I understand she did lock up a lot of black people. Oh, and um, she didn't indict a lot of police officers that killed black people, too. She okay. got them off. Like, everybody's on Daniel Cameron, like, oh, he's terrible. But I was like, Kamala Harris has done this like six or seven times. Like, let off officers that killed black people, but no one's like holding her accountable. 
I guess because it ain't like happening right now. But I mean, that's that was her job. Like, she was the DA, and she was like intense with it. Like I, I didn't know she was black till I saw her. I was like, oh, that's a black woman doing all that shit to us. And it's like, wow. And everybody's like on Daniel Cameron's, you know, uh, line. But I was like, yo, she was thirty times worse than him. But. I didn't see the debate, so I, you know, I, for obvious reasons, I ain't really trying to. Uh, well, I thought that would have been, I and mean, he brought it up. I felt that would have been her time to shine to kind of explain. Um, explain what? Explain the work that she's done in California. Well, I guess everybody know. Well, I guess everybody doesn't know. Well, the people who do who do know the work she's done, it's like, yo, you're horrible. And the people who don't know the work she's done. Uh, like yeah, please explain. That's I mean, I guess my point being to your point is like I know why she wouldn't explain that because it's horrible. Like why would she go into depth about her work when all of her work was basically incarcerating black people and letting off officers who murdered black people? Like that was the gist of her career as DA. I know she's had a couple of other positions, but as as the DA. Like she has a known, well-known track record for people who study political science and study, um, you know, politics, especially in that region in the California area. Like everybody know, like she's well known for that, which is why I thought she was a white woman. And then when I saw her, I was like, "Oh, she's black!" Like, "Oh my God!" Like, <laughs> it's like, "Holy shit!" Oh, uh, hold on, we got we got some comments. So she's saying it was her job and she did it well. Sorry, y'all. Which is true, like, yeah, the district attorney, like, yeah, in every state, basically, is to lock niggas up because, well, you know, okay, the country so, runs all of that. So, not necessarily that, but, okay, so, if we are dealing with violent crimes, like, I feel like her bill was, um, I, I feel like people take pieces of the bill and, or the, the pieces of what she did, instead of looking at the entire work, like, if it cut down on crime, or it cut down on... Um, the violence, then... Um, well, that's that's what Pence was saying, because I saw the clip of him asking her that, and right. he mentioned that. He was like, all the work you've done, it didn't change the numbers, it didn't change the communities, it made the communities worse. And that was him talking, so I, you know, and that's just the only clip, and the fly, which was the star of the debate. Right, right. But, right. but that's the only bit I saw, was him asking her about her career mm -hmm. and her accomplishments. And, and, and giving the stats like, yo, all of your work did horrible things for your own community. Like, how do you feel about that? And then she was just like, well, you know, that's what Aaron's saying. Like, well, it was my job. I did it well. Sorry. And so it's like, so should Daniel Cameron be viewed on the whole, his whole career? Because everybody's holding him accountable for the uh, Breonna Taylor case. Whereas though Kamala had six or seven cases like that where she should have been dragged by the black community by, you know, letting police officers off that murdered black people. And, you know, so I'm just saying Daniel Cameron should get the same love. Like, like yeah, this is just one thing that he's done. Uh, you know, it's, it's a horrible thing too, but she's done, you know, half a dozen horrible instances on the same level as the Breonna Taylor case. So it's like, I don't understand the contradictions. Then, you know, I won't, yeah. It's, it's confusing to me for uh, black people, you know, because she's done some horrible stuff. And, you know, and with Biden, who, who actually wrote the crime bill, like, he's the author of it. 
And that's what. <laughs> okay, so but you speak about um, Daniel, and then you speak about Biden. Like, at what point do we um, stop looking at uh, a person's past? Like, why can we not believe that people can change? Because mm. if that was the case, you know, then we wouldn't have. Um, I mean, like, so why can we not believe that people people can change? People's views can change. Like, I'm sure there are men who who didn't who don't. <laughs> feel that women should be in position of power, but over time, your your feelings have to change. You know, for a long time, as far as uh, uh, gay rights and um, people being able to get married, you know, we came up in a, like, I came up in a time where, um, like, my, you know, uncles uh, viewed gay men very harshly. So over time, your views have to, I mean, your views can change like you can be accepted. So is that how you feel about Kamala? Like even though she's done all these horrible things, you think she's completely different now, married to that white man? I believe it's possible. <laughs> I believe it's possible. All right. You let Dave back in with the court. <laughs> well, if that's the case, then Daniel Cameron can change too, right? I'm a yes. I'm a. I don't hold like I haven't seen. I don't know. Maybe not on my feet, but I haven't seen anybody judging him. Yeah, I'm just saying. I know. I know. Uh, Megan the male horse put it on her back screen on Saturday Night Live. Like Daniel, Daniel Cameron should be held accountable and whatever. So it's like I've seen it on my feet. People holding Daniel Cameron accountable for. Yeah, I've I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? But, I, you know, to be honest, I don't care about none of these people and nothing that's going on like that because I view this country and these representatives of these countries all the same anyway. It's just good banter till Dave gets back. Is it good banter, though? No. Well, it, it was a healthy so who's discussion. The, who's the discussion? Hold on. Change for Biden works because it was years ago. That Breonna Taylor dude gets no pass. That's today. I, you know, but what about Kamala? What about all of the niggas she got locked up and all of the police officers she let off for killing black people? Like, is just, I don't, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't care. I don't have a position in this. I'm just talking. Do you not now? I don't. I really don't. Like, I don't. Well, I do have a position, but it's solid. It just stays one line. I don't, there's no contemplation. There's no debate. I kind of feel the way. It yeah, it is what it is. But I understand a lot of people, it's on people's emotions and, man. I'm sorry for you people for uh, struggling, with, struggling with all this shit. I, you know, I'm empathetic. All right, so give me two seconds, and we'll uh, start the uh, second half. Oh, we got the second the half coming. Hey, Aaron, this nigga Dave's computer died. He had to stop the whole show. We've never done this before. This nigga Dave. Be first. We yeah. may do intermissions on every show. Stop and have some drinks and Oh, yeah. Talk about she like, oh, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's 5 o'clock in Bangladesh, I believe, is where it is. Oh, but Aaron brought up, I guess we'll wait till we go back on live. But Aaron brought up Bill Burr's monologue. Oh, yeah, it was weird. It I was thought weird. it was great. I love Bill Burr. I, I, I studied Bill Burr before he got the SNL. It's people, joint. you know, I, I, it's certain people like, you got to know your crowd. And I mean, like, they or do what you do, I guess, and not care. But Bro, I think it worked. I think he he's he's a genius. He knew he what he was doing. Not, I mean, he, he knew what he was doing. Do that thing and still have it work. He went in on them white women. When a crowd of white women. <laughs> I was like, go well, ahead, man, Bill. That's a, you know, he, he's married to a black woman. Yeah, I know. I don't approve of that. Him or Gary Owen. 
you don't approve of him being married to a black woman. Well, because he's well, Gary Owen, um, seen because not so much Bill Bill Burr. Because um, he's funny. No, no, no. Because he doesn't he doesn't seem as comfortable going on black people because of his black wife. I he still he, he still teeters the line. Like Gary Owen feels like he has a pass. I don't think which I he think doesn't. Be in comedy. I don't think if you saw him in real life, you would say any of the stuff that he said. I think that he said it still, he still. That's what I'm that saying. Idea. It's like nah, because because because. He is married to a black woman. I feel that he has a past, and he puts his comfortability in his in his sets. Gary Owen? Yeah. I know he. I, mean, I, I feel like he gets hell on Instagram. I remember when. Um, I think he should get hell in Cannon? the streets. Well, I think when the Nick Cannon thing happened, he said, "Oh, so now I can be the host of Wild and Out." And like black people went in on him, like how dare you? This just happened. See how comfortable he is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Bill Burr is that comfortable. Too hard to I think he's, I think that's what I'm saying. That's that's hard. the point. They he's like, well, I'm married to this black woman. I can be kind of outlandish with black culture because this is like my stamp. It's like, nah, bro, that ain't your stamp. That's I just think I don't know. I just don't you think Gary Owens is like that. I have one black friend thing. No, I think he's I think he's engulfed in black culture. It's not saying that he, he doesn't know the culture. I think he you know, and he, I think he has like a black ass black lady wife too. But what I'm saying is I think I know what his <laughs> set is too comfortable. Like you aren't black, bro. Like you know our culture well, you got a black wife, but you are not black. And he acts like that and I don't like it. I don't like that. That's why I can accept Bill Burr, because Bill no, Burr is like, yo, I got this black wife, and I know black culture very well, but I also have studied white culture very well. So I can tell you the Ladies contradictions. Oh, you back, Dave? We're back. Hey, Dave's back Yay. from our intermission. It's so good to be to be back. We had to, had to take a brief intermission. Uh, while, hey. we, while we were gone, apparently, um, uh, Jay and, and, and Shannon discussed the mysteries of the universe. What did y'all come up with? Yeah, about, uh, man. Mars and Jupiter? So, yeah, the first thing no. about Mars and Jupiter, we, we talked about the uh, the debate, the vice presidential debate mm -hmm. with the fly and the other two people involved. <laughs> and then we went right. into Bill Burr. You know what's messed up is <laughs> I was going to, uh, like, I was, I was telling Mary this. I was going to, for Halloween, because I'm trying gonna to be keep, the fly. Well, I was going to keep a certain, trying to keep a certain level of normalcy for my nephew because he's, you know, dealing with the whole thing. It's like, let's do some Halloween stuff. So before the fly thing even happened, even happened, I've always tried to come up with clever uh, costumes. So I was going to have like a fly mask and a Superman shirt and I was going to be super fly. And now I know everybody's going to do the fly thing. So I don't want to do it. Anymore. Aaron, do you hear this my, shit? Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, he's a hater. <laughs> I think that's a pretty cool idea. But anyway, um, but yeah, the, the, the whole situation was, was pretty funny. Um, the interwebs went in. Yeah. Had a good time with that whole situation. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the memes were hilarious, mm -hmm. and I appreciate the interwebs for that. Do you think, that, I mean, I think they, uh, in some situations, um, I'm trying to think of one, but something happened this week, and I was like, see, they go too far sometimes. I can't think of what it was, though. You got all these notes, Dave, you can't think of shit? Well, I mean, this is something we spitballing. We didn't okay. come up with this. This all was right. just to, to fill the Straight time. Wing. But uh -huh. speaking of that, let's get back to the notes. So um, Back to the notes. <laughs> I do want to talk about, uh, before we get into this interview, I do want to talk about uh, the Greenwood Bank, founded by uh, Bounce 
TV founder Ryan Glover and rapper activist Killer Mike. Well, with leadership, with a leadership team that includes former Atlanta mayor Andrew Young, uh, the Greenwood Bank unveiled. Uh, let's see, they unveiled their new platform on Thursday after raising more than three million dollars in seed money in June. Interest in these and other uh, black-owned businesses has spiked over the past few months. Now, uh, they're getting a lot of support from um, Americans of all walks of life with a substantial boost from the corporate world. Uh, the bank isn't even set to open officially until January, but they launched their website this past Thursday, um, and it was a huge success with a waiting list to open accounts that puts them their bank already in the tens of thousands of, uh, of account assets. So uh, that's pretty dope. Um, I feel like uh, is this part of the the uh, the awakening, the black awakening of the of, you know utilizing the black dollar and becoming more uh, that that you guys have seen having black owned businesses that has been you know progressively increasing and even more now with uh, a lot of the efforts that have been going on. Do you feel like this is a step in the right direction? Yeah, I do. I mean, now is our time. Now is our time, and I think um, that's amazing. Like, we yeah. need, I mean, we do have black banks, but I think um, we definitely need more, and they need to be more visible, because. Yeah, more, more visible, and I think more. Um, <laughs> so, I worked for, so for about three years. Well, Slave Dave. Years. Hold on, calm down. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, we're not going to, anyway, I worked for Industrial Bank. Okay. Which is, you know, oh, that's, that's my bank. Area. That's your bank? Mm-hmm. Are you bank there? I work for them. I saw the winter er- the inner workings, and I support, you know, um, the idea of the black-owned business and having a financial institution that caters um, or, or is, is more specifically catered to. I got a slave bank, too, though. But um, just working there and, and being in that environment and understanding the level, because to a certain extent, and it, like I said, I support that they are a black-owned business, and shout out to them. It was a, well, I'm not going to even go into a lot of the stuff, but... Because yeah, I could go into a lot of stuff about that bank, too, but it's not wise. It's, yeah. It's, we don't, we don't like, do that here. Yeah, exactly. I'll exactly. tell you about all yeah, the shit once we get off air, Dave, but we're not going to do that live. Yeah, yeah. So sh- shout out to the Greenwood Bank, though. Um, you know, uh, Ryan Glover and Killer Mike and their board of directors and all that. It's fully black owned and operated. Ah, uh, uh, how'd they get their funding though, bro? They uh, support from the different areas of corporate yeah, America. Yeah, yeah, you know, still some question marks up in that joint. Well, I mean, so what you say you in a bank with them? I don't, um. Cause where did industrial bank get their funding? I don't know. Right. I don't know, but we talking about Greenwood Bank. So, you know, I mean. I, and I, 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 I know Killer Mike has, has an affinity uh, for Jews when you say an affinity for Jews. Yeah, I mean that's those his partners. Like I know Shannon has an affinity for shoes. Yeah, same in the same line. I just said that because it rhymes. But anyway, <laughs> super. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, moving so, on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Nothing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, just real quick, on the, did the Lakers win everything? Yes, yes they did. Well, Shout out to LeBron. I'm not a big and AD basketball person. And Rondo. Crying over the Washington football team while y'all mm. was celebrating. They suck. Do they really? You know they do. I didn't didn't you know, watch the game? I wasn't aware 
when I was crying. Uh, you was aware was for, for the last 40 years. You've been aware. <laughs> it's, it's hard being anyway. a Washington football team. Is that what, that's the name? Yeah. Y'all suck. That's all right. It's hard. Uh, that's Different all right. Names, I don't even have anything BS. Yeah. Right. But uh, we don't have that bad name anymore, so how about that? But, yeah, let's talk about uh, LeBron and the, and the Lakers. And they said they did it for Kobe, and, and it felt, uh, you know. But how did it feel, Jay? You watched the games, right? I'm a LeBron fan, man. So, yeah, I watched every game. Are you a Laker fan, though? No, I'm not a Laker fan. But you're a LeBron fan. Definitely LeBron fan. Okay, so how did you feel about the, uh, the, the victorious? I thought he deserved fans? it. I thought he deserved it. He played hard. Like they, he played. This is seventeenth year in the league, and he's still dominating. Like at thirty-five years old, like you know, he's still, he's still hands down the best basketball player in the league right now, and it's seventeenth year. And it's like a lot of people hate on him, but uh, you know, he an inspiration to me. Like he don't be getting injured. Like you know, what I'm saying he the oldest dude on his team. Like you know, he's he shows leadership. You know, and it wasn't easy. Miami tough. Like they was tough. Like the whole playoffs was tough. They, you know, they from were Portland. Not that tough. Nah, oh. Jimmy. Jimmy was giving them buckets. I mean, he was, but I felt like he was the only one that was playing hard. Well, keep in mind, Bam was hurt, and Goran Dragic was hurt. Like that's two of their best. Like, and as you know, Miami is a team. They don't have like a superstar or two superstars to rely on. Like they have to be a team. Every game. And so for two of their starters, not role players, to go out, that kind of hurts them tremendously because of how they function as a team. So, and just being a ball player, man, it's it's tough to win like that. It's tough to win games, man. And, and Miami was playing good defense. And everybody in every series the Lakers played was tough. You know what I'm saying? So LeBron put in work, man, in his 17th year in the league. Went, got his fourth championship, fourth uh, finals MVP, you know what I'm saying, with, a, with his third team. So that's impressive, man. So shout out to them and the Lakers, even though I ain't a Lakers fan. But but you are a LeBron fan. And I'm, and I'm a good basketball fan. Like, I, was, you know, I, I am content with whoever plays the best. Even with my team. My team lost. My team lost to the Heat. Uh, my team is the Celtics. But I was oh. like, we played Sorry. well. You know what I'm saying? We played well. They were the better team. And I can salute that. I only get upset. It's like, oh, we weren't playing. We were slacking on defense. We weren't cutting. Our energy was down. We weren't playing right. But we were playing on all cylinders, and they were just a better team than us. So I, that's what I can respect. And that's what I feel about LeBron's championship. Uh, is that like, yo, he earned it. He played hard. He conditioned himself well. He was a good teammate. He was a good player, coach, you know what I'm saying, on the floor. He he switched to being a point guard from being a, a forward his whole career and was able to, you know what I'm saying, work out the kinks and come away with a championship. So he deserves credit for that. Definitely. I definitely think this was um, one of the better playoffs. I don't know if it was the bubble. The or bubble what. had them playing yeah, hard. They, like they was they like they playing street balling. ball out there. Yeah, they, they was balling, balling in the this bubble. Is probably one of the better, the best playoffs I've seen in a long time. Cause you see how people be trying to say like, oh, it don't count because it was in the bubble. But I was like, in actuality, uh, they was playing balling. a bit harder yeah, than in the bubble because it wasn't all that glitz and glam. So it was just them, yeah, their coaches, the lack of all the, you know. So many eyes on the yeah, it was maybe. just them, oh, no. their coaches yeah. and their trainers and their employees, and it's like, here's a basketball, go at it. Mm -hmm. Go have fun. And they went at it.
So well, that's dope. That's dope. And they and the Lakers came out triumphant. Shout out to LeBron. Absolutely. Um, for being um, goofy looking, but he's a really good. Uh, basketball, you know, on the last he's one to talk a about great basketball player. I just yeah. wish he didn't have the theatrics, but other than that, I do. You yeah, don't like yeah. the theatrics, theatrics yeah. get you out. Uh, he know. a little floppy, but you know who ain't? Who ain't? Floppy. It's the league because you can get calls that way. Like yeah. you can get fifty percent of those calls if you just flop. You'll get half those calls, and so it's a science to it. So, I, uh, I don't unite with it, but I understand it. And that's all that they ask that you just you just understand them. Yeah, know? exactly, man. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so um, I definitely want to get into um, this interview. Okay. With. Miss the, the soul girl. Really? That's so. That's that's it. The soul girl. Well, no, no, no. I added the D to it. I added the D to it. But um, so where did uh because the soul is of course S O L E, as in soul. Oh, the sun. Oh, that's S O L. I'm sorry. Yeah, you uh, well, that's no, yes, S O L. But uh, but yeah, as in the soul of a shoe. So it's very, it's a shoe. Oh, some shoe shit. Okay. Yeah. So uh, where did uh, where did you get the idea for that name? Um, actually, let me see, um, a friend of mine, I was playing with some names for what I wanted to do, and I told, I was telling a group of friends, you know, I want us to do a traveling shoe party, you know, they have Tupperware, Mary Kay, I want to do shoes, because I love shoes, and so my friend was like, soul girl, you soul girl, and I (laughs) I said, soul girl shoe party, and it stuck, and 11 years later, here we go. So, the shoe party, oh, before we go any further, Mary said somebody on, the. this is a question for Jay real quick, somebody on your feed, Shannon, wants to know if the art behind us is for sale. Yes. It's a the artist's name is James Flowers. Well, the 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 Utah and are they? Talking oh, about not the, the braid, the not the braided white, joint, no. Or the ones in the corner, because the ones in the corner are for sale. The black and white. Not, is not. if it's on my feet, it has to be the black and white one, because I think that's the only one. You oh, can see. well, oh, if you okay. got the, it's not for sale in the store, but if you got the right price, we'll let it go. You okay. gonna you gonna and come out go. some stacks though to let that one go, because that's part of the store. It's part it's, of the ambiance, and yeah. it's also part of our show. Uh, that's yeah. why we do it right here, because. That's a very a very um, neighborish feel, but uh, but yeah, I'm sorry. Would they be saying serious inquiries only? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I want to go back a little bit uh, and ask you: when you were younger, and people would ask you, "What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do with your life?" What was your answer? Do you remember? And if you don't remember, it's cool. I know that's kind of a put you on the spot um, question. I wanted to be a doctor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hold on, Dave. I got a question. Sure. She from Pretty Girl County. What's, what high school you went to? Fairmont Heights. Went to Fairmont Heights. Okay. All right. Um, Do you know? Uh, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I know. That was my thought. That's all I got for right now. I'm going I'm to I'm interject again soon, Dave. Go ahead. Okay. okay. And that's, that's um, a good segue into the next question. Um, when you started your businesses, um, you, you have a boutique in Bowie? I have a no. I have a um, store front in Clinton, Maryland. A store, the storefront in Clinton. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, so being from Fairmont Heights, and uh, you know having a storefront in Clinton, how important was it when you decided to start your business to have that location physically in this area? Let's see. Okay. And was so, it important, or you just like? So ah, let me let, so let me say this. When I first started my business, okay. So let's go back to the, the other question you asked me. Um. So yes, I did want to be a doctor, but I remember okay. my dad. Um. I was probably, um, 
ninth grade, tenth grade, and my dad was stationed in Oklahoma. Oh. And he sent me a message, and he was like, "When you get a chance, look up Black Wall Street." And I was mm. like, "Okay." So I looked it up, and I was just so intrigued with um, what they had, what they built, and just mm. to see it go down the way that it did. Yeah. So that yeah. was something I always kind of, from that point on, I was like, "I want to build a Black Wall Street in PG County." Wow. So. Um, now to answer the question that you just asked me um i really like i wanted a storefront mm. but i never thought i could afford a storefront okay um and i still can't afford a storefront however um mm. i um it kind of fell in my lap because i was doing these pop-ups on brown station road in pg county um brown if you guys station are familiar road. with the amish market oh, okay yeah and yeah. um so when i do my events i have um eight to ten black owned businesses um, nice. I have a young lady who makes waffle batter. I have Creative Clutches who does clothing and handbags. I have mm -hmm. DDW Gems that does paparazzi, never regular creations, who creates stuff, does waist beads, have perfume check. So I had all these different um, small businesses in one location. Right. Real estate agents saw me and said, hey, you need to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find you a place. She nice. found me a place. Um, they were trying to sublease because they were trying to get out of it, got a mm. really good deal, and my location in Clinton just fell into my lap. Boom. So that's kind of how it happened. That's dope. Then that's, that's a, um, a, a, a pure indication of, or, or personification of the idea that once you set your mind to something, once you decide that something's going to happen, the universe will move out of your way. We'll that's how I do, Dave? Yeah, Go ahead, look at you being philosophical <laughs> and shit. Get out of here, Dave. Go on now. It's actually metaphysical, but I, oh, don't, for real? No, I don't know. I don't, but, uh, <laughs> okay, my but, bad. But but that's pretty dope. And to be inspired, like, I think you just got, like, 57 cool points with Jay Sun to say that your inspiration was Black Wall Street. I, hold, I have another question Go based, ahead, based yeah, on based that. On All right. Yeah. Since you did just, really, uh, since your pop, your pop's still alive? Yes. Shout out to your pop. So I have one question for you. Yeah. What was the one thing this goes to you too, Day. I think you know the answer. Yeah, yeah. What's the one thing Black Wall Street did not have? Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, it's to people on my live too, if you know they the answer. They probably know. They had doctors. They had lawyers. They had teachers. Um, and this is only because, oh. you know, on this show, we're all about Learning. resolution okay. and we're solution-based people here. That's why we do this show. They had a bank. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Dave? They didn't have strip clubs. Don't really. Well, I'm sorry. No. Well. <laughs> they didn't. Uh, well, I think they had brothels. Is that the, well, that's still not, well. I mean, you could go get you some. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, but that's but not I'm, the answer. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I just, I interject with comedic uh, relief and then. So just for future reference, people and Shannon. They did not have an army. Oh, oh, a military to protect what they had. Correct. And that's what okay. left, left Build up this, this million-dollar industry. How do you protect it? Especially when there's civil unrest amongst mm -hmm. the, uh, the the dingy others. whites. The others. I was trying to <laughs> save it and say others. He still went for it. Why went with Dave? Why went with Dave's quote? The dingy whites. Okay. All right. I'm just, I mean, just think about it. If we build up this great infrastructure because it's happening again. Right. We have a whole bunch of uh, black businesses popping up, thriving, yes. um, organizing and mobilizing ourselves and, and creating networks with each other. And there are members amongst our society 
the same way in 1921 that felt threatened by that. And so what do we lack? A way to protect it. But I feel like, I don't know, like I feel like, I mean, you're right. I do feel I like know. you see, but you, okay, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know uh. your feet, but I see a lot of people, I see a lot of people taking up um, arms. Ab- arms, absolutely, exactly, so, salute, I mean, it's, it's salute, coming. it's coming. That's, that's it's all I'm saying, I'm, if we're going to have this topic and have this discussion, this just needs to be in the discussion also. Yes. That's I all agree. I'm saying. But you're definitely, seeing, you're definitely seeing people taking up classes, and then you're yep. also seeing black-owned um, couples who are um, – who are the owners of the classes so that you yep. so that they can kind of help because i know there's a black owned joint right here in pg i think it's called the wilson armory i think it's a couple brothers that they okay. have their own you know it's a couple others too but that's just the one i know about but i'm just saying we need to incorporate all that to be getting these businesses and getting these schools and getting these banks and getting these grocery stores and getting all these things popping off again you got to realize there's the undercurrent of energy who feels offended and threatened by those movements. So keep all that in mind as we're thriving, as we're prospering, as we are galvanizing ourselves and our families. Keep so that in my mind. Friend, my friend Nate said we need a militia. Armies are run by the central government. Well, I mean, I feel you, brother, but, but my point is like we, we, would, we would run and control. So it would be run by a central government, but it would be our central government when we're governing ourselves. So I, but I agree. So militia, army, whatever the semantics is, we just need to protect, so we need to protect our assets as we because we are coming into a coming in coming of age again. Right, right. And so we got to be mindful of what happened to us in the past. And so since that, Shannon yeah, yeah. is going to be the, the president of the new exactly. Black Wall so she, I need to, I need to put this in her ear, put yeah, this bug yeah, in her yeah. ear. So, so like, don't forget about you know how how they bombed us the last time. And she know because her father made a research. exactly. So shout out dope. to your pops. Yeah. yeah. So um, getting back to <laughs> hey daddy. <laughs> right, right, hey. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but uh, so. When did you recognize like that you had an interest in fashion and was it specifically shoes or through shoes or is it all aspects of fashion? Um, I like all aspects of fashion, but I like shoes because no matter, oh, and this has always been my philosophy, no matter how uh, big or small I get, my feet have never changed. So my mm. shoe game has always been the same. I don't have to worry about trying to fit into my clothing and all that stuff. So I love shoes. And um, at the, like I said, at the time when I started my business, there weren't anyone doing shoes. So, mm. you know, I stepped right on in. Ooh, I yeah. got questions, Supply Dave. and demand. Supply and demand. Shannon. You got one more? Do you, this is a real question. <laughs> okay. Like, all okay. of them are real questions, but it's not, I'm not going yeah, left this time. Do you, do you know, in, in, in uh, running your business, uh, do you know of any black shoe makers like that make the shoes not like that sell them or distribute them but a company that makes shoes i have i have come across some um on instagram okay um so i do know i know of a young lady dawn dixon who makes uh flat out soles so she actually makes the um like when pe- when women come out of their heels and they put on a little little mm-hmm. slippers, so she actually makes those and she has like vending machines. I want to say she's based in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. yes, I know a couple of actual. Well, I guess th- uh, this this is an extended question. Okay. Like because our folks, black men and women, mm-hmm. love shoes. Because I know dudes yeah, who are just yeah, as obsessed with shoes. Typically sneakers, but you know still. Shoes I got are, a couple of gators in there. Yeah, you know, but 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 typically shoes are a big part of our culture. Mm-hmm. 
from your perspective, why do you think more black people haven't taken that and be like, I'm going to make shoes? Because it's, it's so in, 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 ingrained in our culture, you would think that people would be like, yo, I know my people buy shoes. Because I know one dude that makes shoes, too. And he was actually on Breakfast Club and everything. But he's just one dude. Well, okay, so I want to, like, in this area, we have we have people who make shoes. Okay, yeah, so I feel like it's more than I, I feel saying. like there are people that make shoes. The thing is, we don't want to pay the price that yeah. that they charge. Because yeah, yeah. it's, true. it's uh, to, to, I feel like, not only shoes, but to design anything, you know, making it from the ground up. Um, it, it costs a lot of money, and we don't want to spend that money it takes to get that really, really nice piece of art. Yeah, because the dude that I know that makes shoes, like his joints, like five hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. Right. And people don't want to spend that money. But they'll Instead, spend they five, six for Louis Gucci shoes, even Jays. Like I, it's these Jays I was trying to get. Them joints six, six sixty, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn, I'm not getting those right. I mean, it's, yet. It's, yeah, they right. Because yeah, I'm going to get <laughs> So I just feel like um, we don't want to pay. We don't want to pay for our We don't want to pay the same prices that we pay for the Louis and the Jays. We don't want to give that money to our own because they don't have that same name as right. the Louis Vuitton. And, and the, the value right. that somebody else told us was valuable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas right. our people should have that value. We should put the value on it. Because you mentioned gators, and I wish I had names for you guys, but there is an Afri- there is a, 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 a black man who has his own um, shoe line. I want to say he does. Oh he's in PG County. He does ties, um, and he does, um, I don't know what they're called. They're not gators, but they're like dress shoes for mm-hmm. men. So Espadrilles. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, the, so there are, there are, there are, um, we are out here designing. It's yeah. just we just not. It's hard. It's hard. Like, um, yeah, it's it's, it's it's a tough path. I always think about that. Um, the the couple of interviews that Kanye did, you know, back before he really really snapped when he was talking about. Um, the now I wish I wish Kanye into. didn't go crazy, man. Yeah, he could have been so valuable to our culture because he's uh, a genius. But he yeah, just he, he, tip, he went to the tipping point. And well, you know what it was, Dave. What was it? His mom passed. Yeah, I think it was a, a couple and of then that pushed he him. married who he married. And I well, think that sent him in a whole different direction. That's true. I, so, I agree. But we're not going to say that's a mental. We don't like mental health isn't. You don't think mental health plays an issue? With well, that? I, I think that contributed to the. Well, mental well, health. I. But but yeah, I definitely yes, think I agree. I do. And but he was diagnosed with bipolar, right? Because no, but but even like if you ever seen some of the things he did prior to even when I think his mom was like the tipping point, right? But even prior to that, like he still kind of was like yeah, yeah. hot and cold and in his personality. When, so yeah. I think he's they always would, uh, had the issues. Yeah, because yeah. somebody would. But that's what I'm saying. When he lost his mom, there was nobody to be like, nigga, what the yeah, fuck yeah, are you doing? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, he yeah, lost yeah, that, nobody, and then yeah. just then he married that, and then you know he just. There was nobody to check him. What? Well, nobody can check anybody like a black mama. Yeah. Period. Or a strong black woman. Period. Well, you know that's saying. Shout out to Kamala Harris. But go ahead, Kamala. Am I saying it wrong? Uh oh. Kamala. H U. Kamala. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> nah. Shout out to Kamala Harris. But uh, but yeah. Um. So <laughs> I say that to bring it back to uh. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. You're not a part. You're not part of the joke, Dave. Oh, okay. No, only because only be, no because the conversation we were having earlier about oh. the, the the debate. Yeah. And his views on. Oh, his views on the debate. No, his views on on Kamala. Well, he wasn't my oh, views. He's not a, uh, 
Well, we're not going to get into that. Thank anyway, you. Thank um, you. So I want to ask more you, about um, shoes. A lot of people say, um, <laughs> you know, you hear a lot of people talk about the difficulties of, um, of getting a business or a brand uh, launched and off the ground. You seem to be doing very well for yourself. Uh, if I do say so myself, that was a lot of self, but anyway, um, and also being a, a, a woman and a black woman starting a business, um, would you say that that had any effect or made it more difficult for you to, to get your brand going and started and off the ground? Um, no, not really. Um, I, I feel like, no, I, I had, I had an idea. I had something I wanted to do. I researched it. Um, I put a lot of work, a lot of hours into it. Um, the hardest part really, really is just the, the legal part of it. Okay. I mm -hmm. think that's the hardest part. That's the mm -hmm. most expensive part. And that's the hardest part. Just trying to get through the red tape just to get through the, I think the LLC process is, is fine. But like, if you want to get trademark, if you, you know, permits for the County or for wherever it is that you live, I think those are the hardest, um, the, the hardest, the, the obstacles that you go through in a business. Right. But other than that, I, I haven't had any issues. Um, one thing I definitely said I want to tap into is in PG County under also Brooks, I was told that she is um, uh, working with making um, small black businesses uh, um, more visible. So I'm hoping to be able to tap into some of those resources and maybe get grant money. But it's so much stuff out here for us. We just have to tap into it. Yeah. So yeah. it's. I got questions, it's Dave. A lot of research. Yeah, go ahead. You, you know, uh, like Patrice, you, you don't have to ask my. Well, I know you have a line questions. of questioning, <laughs> so I just try to like, like, all right. Um, it's like double just like, all right, Dave, I'm about to. Well, I do have to do a disclaimer. This all has right. nothing to do with shit we're talking about. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, kind of, but. No, it doesn't. Okay. All right. So I was. Oh, you said Wakanda. I thought he said Wakanda. Did anyway. Well, right. Wakanda too. You know, so all that, all that. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm cleaning up my attic, right? So I got, I got it quite organized, and I found my record player. I got all my old records. Where up. is he going? With Watch. This? Uh, come with me. It's going to make all the sense in the world. You're going to be like, oh, this is where it's going, right? So I found, I found an old record, and I played it, right? And I ain't heard it since the '80s, like on record form. I've heard like the songs, but I heard it, and it was like, it was deep. And I, I felt nostalgic and I could like, it was like a serious project, right? And so I felt the way, like it was a real spiritual experience for me. And this record or this album had never had that effect on me before, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, this, this record feels crazy. And it happened to be Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Exactly, right? And I, I noticed you have dope. a Purple yeah. Rain shirt that's, that's and mask. Oh, I didn't see the mask. Right, oh, so I'm like, does she dope. share any of this sentiment that I felt listening I to like the record? I definitely sentiment too, but go ahead. I'm but no, I'm just saying, I've it, heard yeah. it like all the time, like, you know like what I'm saying? Like on the radio, it, on YouTube, like, but pull. hearing the record, like on wax, like, mm -hmm. like, shh. I have and the record, You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, like this was an amazing, like the musicianship. And like, you know, every song like had like a frequency to it. And I was like, yo, this is bigger than like a pop hit. Like yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. in this. Like there's a lot of emotion and feeling and like mm -hmm. it's a whole bunch of human elements of these sounds that I'm hearing that I hadn't heard before. So I'm curious to know with all of your get up, like, do you get share? Get up, is that? And, she, she is a fashionista, Jason. <laughs> you gonna, 
just, I'm just saying. All that great stuff and it just stay up here in the side. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, do, do you have any of that sentiment about that album? Because I've noticed your mask and your shirt. Yes. Um, first of all, I'm a huge Prince fan. I as, love as we all are. Right. Prince. But yes, um, I feel like there's been times when I've even listened to uh, Purple Rain and like I hear it different. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, depending on the emotion or the right. feeling that you're you're having at that time, you're like, oh my That's gosh, it. like he is really singing to my soul. So right. yes, yeah. I think that yeah. was like a really good, that was a, an amazing piece of work. Man, because it was yeah. like, uh, what's the song? Is it computer view? Computer blues? But there's just so many joints that aren't hits. Yeah, like all them joints were so deep. Erotic City. But that wasn't on this. I don't think Erotic City was on this album. Nah, it's just like, take me with you. That's the joint I'm talking about. Yes, yes. It's like, yo, I hadn't listened to them joints that way before. Like, yo, these are like real deep. Like, just the. Then what was you going through, Jay? You always have a lot of emotional. Things you, uh, well, I guess I, I was in a, uh, uh, you know, I'm cleaning because that helps my personal self. Like when right, I clean yeah. my space, it kind of helps my personal life also. So I was going through a, a sense of, you know, just trying to reorganize and not just my space, but you know, my mind, my spirit, just a, so a sense of regrouping and organizing. So that's kind of emotionally where I was at with it. But I just saw you with the with the mask and the shirt. I was like, and it wasn't too long ago. I was like, yo, you walked in with this joint and I just had this emotional experience with that same album. So I was curious to ask, like, you must have some type of feeling like that too, to be wearing the shirt and the mask. (laughs) Well, I mean, I always say like um, Prince, Mike and Stevie are three, probably the three greatest uh, musicians of our time. Mike wasn't a musician. He wasn't a musician, what was he? He's an uh, artist. A musician plays an instrument. Well, uh, well, artists, you know, but I mean, creators. Of well, as a musician, nigga, say it right. Creators of art. But he, he played the He's piano. He when? Played, he when? Pull that shit up on YouTube. Well, no, no actually, play- I don't know if he played any instruments. I've he never seen a box and stuff, but uh, but uh, actually, I think he played the piano. You think he did? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jay is about if he shaved his beard, he looks just like Michael Jackson. That's For why real? he knows so you know, much about it. Oh my goodness. But, um, but not not like the. Uh, Are you talking about Black song? Michael Jackson? Yeah. Okay. I'll anyway, take back to the <laughs> back to your interview. I'm right, sorry. Right. Right. So, um, Fruit Fits on my live has a shout out to Fruit Fit. Has COVID affected your business in any way, or how has it? Obviously, it has affected everybody's business. But what's the biggest effect that it's had on you? And your, your your businesses that you okay. So when COVID hit, um, I had to close my store and actually stop doing my pop up shops and my events and all the different stuff that I was doing in my shop from the middle of March to um, June fourth. I, I believe June fourth was the first Saturday I was allowed to open back up. So it definitely uh, prevented me from being able to host the events that I was hosting, but it allowed me to kind of reinvent my business mm. and still um, operate in a different way. So we, so I started doing, I, again, st- still working with the small businesses that I was working with, and doing virtual type of events. So I did like a virtual auction. We would have that every Thursday, just still trying to generate money and to also let people know we're still out here. We're still small black businesses doing our thing. So yeah, just having, I mean, I had to reinvent myself pretty much to kind of accommodate the situation going on. And being able to do that is always a huge um, 
a leg up in business just because, um, you know, um, the consumer, um, the consumer is fickle and uh, their, their wants, their needs, their thoughts change regularly. And so being able to adjust and move and keep your brand, you know, and the same quality and the same spirit behind it, but, but able to kind of move with them is, is huge. So, mm-hmm. so glad you're able to do that. And you, you know, effectively, would you say you've effectively survived so far the COVID, um, congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. to you as well. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. You it's hard. You survived so far? You, me? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so well, far. I know yes. Jay. I've known Jay forever. I know. Yes. But, uh, yes. So far, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I have uh, an amazing network of family, friends, um, business owners. So we've been able to pull through this thing together and just make it happen. So, yes, we survived. That's dope. That's mm-hmm. dope. So, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but Jason and I are both males. And uh, <laughs> with that being said, um, your area of expertise we're not as as well versed in. Nah, speak for yourself, nigga. You, but so, but women's fashion, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, look then, where I work at. But uh, all right, so uh, I have a few questions from okay. a few people who submitted questions. Put your weaknesses oh. on me. Well, I mean, none of your questions have been anything about you haven't helped. We didn't get to the part yet. We didn't get to the fashion. Well, I'm talking about the fashion now. I'm ready. I'm ready for you. (laughs) (laughs) I got to do a proper. It's it's Shannon. Shannon. There you go. I got it. That's okay. Anyway, because I kept just saying regular Shannon, but it's like I got to give it to. What's the DJ do? On DJ. Oh, Cannon. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Why'd you have to? Anyway, personal. Personal thing in my mind. <laughs> but anyway, so um, what, what are some of your best-selling items at this time? What'd you say? Face mask. That's yep. the best. Oh, you I got mean, them purple it, rain it, joints? I, well, okay, I sold out of these, but that's the crazy thing. Like, face mask is really big. Um, But the thing is, like, my, my customers are still buying shoes. They're still buying shoes. Shoes never stop. And so yeah, it's crazy. I don't know where, where they're going. I'm and going to the shoe store when I leave here. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. See? Well, not to get nothing. My homeboy just owns a shoe store, and I just, I just you like going. Hang out. Yeah, I do. Like honestly, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, yes. So yeah, I mean the shoe, it hasn't stopped. Um, uh, what else? People are still coming in to buy uh, dresses and outfits. Um, people are tired of being in the house. People right. got all this yeah, money. Yeah. I guess they tired of giving Amazon their money. Right, right. So people come in the market on Saturdays and That's and dope. get a little bit of everything. Yeah. And so, do you create pieces yourself, or you just sell pieces that other people have? I just for okay from my line, I just sell shoes. So I handpick, okay. I handpick uh, items. So you curate your yeah, I curate catalog. my collection dope, dope. and sell from there. So yeah. Okay, and so. Um, what like uh what's your inspiration like when you're picking out shoes like what really speaks to you uh shoe is there any specific thing that you always look for when you're picking out shoes to go to be sold in your collection i try not to pick everything i like so i do try to look at real housewives of different places and so I was, I kind of, I try to look at, uh, to see what they're wearing on um, reality shows. I check Instagram. Um, but normally I just like a heel. I like a peep toe. I like color. 
Um, I like stuff that sparkles. So I, I, I get a lot of stuff that I like. Mm. But to kind of um, think outside the box, I'll look on Instagram and see what people are wearing and pick my collection that way also. That's dope. Mm -hmm. So, um, so uh, in the fashion world, who do you look, look up to? Who are some of the, uh, the icons that you admire and aspire to, you know, kind of follow in their footsteps? I like Tracy Ellis Ross. Okay. Um, I would say I love her style. I like her too, but for different reasons. Yeah, me really? too, Dave. Anyway. Really? Well, yeah, well, I mean, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. I love her hair. Um, I love her look. I love... Um, I like her mom too. Diana Ross? Yeah, yeah she's boss. Yeah, I yeah. like Diana Ross also. But I, I think Tracy Ellis, but see, I think... Like, Diana Ross is like... Glam. Glam. Mm -hmm. Like, everything she wears is like really couture. Yeah, Tracy is, is more functional and stylish yeah. and she i think she oh this wasn't this question wasn't for me i'm sorry <laughs> no but go ahead <laughs> well, Jane, cause I'm, no but go ahead nah, you know, really do know some stuff about no nah, i'm just saying because like now nah, i like the she, street she, dude because anyway. she uh she she's a balance of glam and mm -hmm. practical and um she seems to to be well balanced in um what to wear what colors you know what i'm saying she just seems to be in the know of what's functional and glam. And it's a fine line, because some people are like too dressed down, mm -hmm. then some people are too glam. So she seems to have yes. found like a... And that's why I like her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why most people, that's why she has a lot of fans, be right, because like of her. that. You learn something new about people <laughs> every day. I never <laughs> thought I'd ever like, speak hear for yourself, nigga. <laughs> say the word glam. I never thought I'd hear... The, now, I'm big on fashion, bro. Like, I'm big on it. Because right. like, I, I was no actually idea. about to go into business with, with this dude, right, who has a, a line that I love and support. And I thought, you know, because he designs clothes and stuff, like, he would know. Because I, I would be sending him texts and pictures about, like, the hem. Like, I think the hem should be this high off the waist. And it's like the thread count. I was like, it don't feel right, like, on my shoulder part. So we got to rework. But he ain't know nothing I was talking about. He's like, nigga, I just do the design and send it out. I'm like, nah, nigga, I want to know the weight of the shirt. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? What? What percentage of cotton and polyester like makes it high feel on your skin? And he just didn't know none of the shit I was talking about. I was like, oh well, I can't, cause you know I he just does the design and then ships it to get done. Well, I wanna, I wanna know exactly how things feel, like how it's cut, where it sits on well, your you body. You wanna be involved in all of that? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. ain't. That ain't his mo. Which I don't know. I'm like, oh, okay. I just assumed. I am that he was. I am baffled was, right now. Yeah. Lord, I had no idea Jason knew this much about. Hey. I would have had you conduct the whole interview. Hey man, I told you. I was, I was like, speak for yourself, bro. Like, all right, look at that. Yeah man, I'm, I'm big Learned on it. Something new every day. Yeah, uh, that is so funny. So uh, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the inspiration, and you spoke on it uh, some already, but about the inspiration to uh, open the um, the Soul Girl Fashion Market. And um and have that location as a place for for businesses to thrive. Um, yeah, what was the inspiration behind it? Um, well, what was that? Get money. Get paid off. Like, giving um, you know, uh, well, small businesses a place. Right, to just to just like I said, um, my space is an incubator for uh, black businesses to thrive, and so um, I just I've always I like hosting events. Right. And it's funny, I always tell, tell people, like, I'm a social introvert. Mm. So, like, I, I love hosting events. I love seeing people come together. 
um, the first of every month, not, not only do I host um, adult businesses, but like the first of every month, I do like a young entrepreneurs market where all the entrepreneurs are between the ages of five and 18. Um, I've had belly dance classes there. I've had uh, pain and sips. I've had, I had a, uh, I how old is it? Naomi is 10 years old and she's an artist. Mm. She's an award winning artist. Yeah, and yeah. she was hosting her own pain and sips. Of course, it was like little sippies. Like, I was about to say, you inspired right, yeah, the kids. It, wasn't, it, it was like little sip. juice boxes. It was little juice boxes. Okay. But I mean, she hosted her own, a 10 year old hosted, uh, I believe like a class of 15 other kids in that's painting. So I just, I, I like the idea of just bringing us together to do amazing things. That's, and, and that's the aspect of it that I really, you know, um, applaud you for and wanted to, uh, to, to make sure that we highlight uh, just because, you know, I always say um, the people that we try to uh, bring on here and support and big up, for lack of a better term, uh, are, are people who are, are doing things like that, who take the initiative, who see that there's a need. Because it takes a certain type of person to see a need and not just look at it and be like, oh, there's a need there, and then just go on with their day. But to actually take the initiative to fill that need and provide a place for, especially uh, something that um, up until recently and even still now um, has had the, the level of, of obstacles and obstructions as black businesses or uh, you know small businesses um uh to to do anything to try to help that movement is is huge it's appreciated and um yeah you're pretty dope for doing it and um yeah i just want to tell you that to your face oh thank so, you uh, so yeah yeah shannon yeah. shannon <laughs> I, I got the effect that time yeah yeah the first one was just a warm-up like to see if it was going to come across uh, see yeah, it worked yeah, it, it didn't but you tried it no, no, it worked. Playing, i just got the i got but, just uh, got the stamp for it so um i'm sure there are small businesses out there that want to reach out to you that want to try to find out how they can become a part of uh the soul girl market situation place right location, right right all that all house that, that you have <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, so how would they reach out to you? How would they, uh, you know, get in touch with you to find out about becoming a part of your um, your business there? Okay, so I guess this is when I start dropping like names and stuff. Okay, Shannon, so. Shannon. <laughs> so um, on Instagram, it's Soul Girl Shoe Party. S O L E S H O E. Hold on now. Damn. Fairmont Heights. H U. You know. Okay, hold on. Okay. Soul Girl. S O L E G I R L S H O E P A R T Y. There you go. So, am I saying it again? It's the same on Instagram. It's the same on Facebook. Just slide in my DM and, you know, connect that way. Let me know what it is that you have in mind. Like I said, I have everything from clothing. Waffle batter, um, cupcakes. That's not, you said clothing and waffle batter. That's I know, I right? That's I like PC repair right. and pizza. Right, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a little bit of everything. That's dope, though. Yeah. So, yes. Just reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, um, email soulgirlshoeparty at gmail.com. And, yeah. Yeah. Get some so shit. I want so I want to ask what specifically because you know um, like you said there are people who do different parties for things uh, to to sell you know um, a market their things. What exactly does a shoe party consist of? Like I know you uh, you know uh, curate and facilitate them. And different. you say you've done them like all over the East Coast. All yes. Up and down so there. I've gone as far as Connecticut, 
to South Carolina. So shoe party is pretty much like a Tupperware party. I bring all the shoes. I have some clothing, some handbags. And you bring your your girls, cousins, and money, and and money. You bring it, right? And you try it on. You like it? It's yours. So yeah. that's pretty much it. It's everything is pretty much cash, credit, and carry. Okay. So yeah, just um, I haven't done it in a while, but yeah. when I first started, um, I would do like a signature drink, and we would play games. So yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll definitely, I would, if someone wanted me to do one, I would do one. So just hit me up. Definitely. Of course, it would uh, follow all COVID, you know, uh, <laughs> yes. regulations. Yes. Everybody would be spread out. Get you a yeah. purple rain mask. Yeah, those are yeah. dope. So do you, are you, do you plan on getting any more of those? Because I know you said you sold out of the purple rain. I might have to. I, I'm thinking I might do another Prince print. Yeah. Okay. So I might not be the purple rain. Got the one. Lake Minnetonka. Yes. Uh, I'm going to do, do Sanitizer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a whole might have a whole line. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. But yeah, so um there are a couple of questions that I always ask people. Okay. Um and uh the first one is um there are a lot of people um probably watching this now. Like we have about um Two and a half viewers, so that's no. Yeah, we big time. But uh, but yeah, so um, and I'm sure that some of them, um, between our lives and our feeds and everything, uh, maybe aspiring business people, maybe even looking into going into fashion. Mm -hmm. Uh, was there any advice that you that you got or wish that you got going into it and starting starting out that you would give to someone now, um, who came to you looking for advice as to what steps to take, what moves to make, things of that nature. Hire a lawyer. That's it. No, actually, um, no. But seriously, yeah, if you, yeah, no, yeah, seriously, lawyer, seriously, if you are serious about your business and you want to make sure that all the T's, like you cross all your T's and dot all your I's, definitely. If not an attorney, I believe some of the stuff can be done by a paralegal. Mm -hmm. But definitely hire someone to make sure your business is on. Um, is on the up and up and that you're doing things the right way because, I mean, it's easy to to have the idea and your goal is, oh, I just want to make money. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, when 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 county or state start coming or federal start coming after you, mm -hmm. you wish you would have done what you needed to do to right. get that permit right. or to get, you know, the necessary paperwork. So I would just say if you're if you're serious about your my advice, because um, you can always have it as a hobby. So right. I would say the first yeah. year, you know, see, see if it's something that you are really serious about and it's something that you think you want to do long term. Mm -hmm. If after a year you still feel strongly about your, your business idea, then do what you need to do legally to make it um, um, legal. Yeah. So and that would be the best advice I can give anybody. That's very sound advice. And um, I would add to that that a lot of people, um, you know, um, money is can be prohibitive in, in some ways like a lot of people are afraid of the cost of certain things and you know just the idea of hiring a lawyer you know is uh is scary to certain bank accounts but there are things like legal aid you right, know and, right. and uh, every city and state has uh through the bar association has legal aid you find out they usually meet in high schools or libraries um, I'm not sure. I think they're doing it virtual now. For um, a lot of them are doing it virtual now. For Legal COVID, Zoom isn't that bad. I've heard Legal yeah. Zoom is actually pretty good as well. I use okay. them to yeah. get my LLC. Yeah. yeah. See, there you go. So yeah. Yeah. Another thing I didn't know about Jay. He's well, I mean, the thing is because they they offer certain levels of 
So it's like they didn't do my whole thing, but the stuff that was like, uh, you know, the initial things and in dealing with DC, the city, mm -hmm. I paid them to do it. Then, you know, I still had to do the other things myself. So right, you don't have right. to get them to do your whole thing. Right. But if there's certain elements of like getting your, your license in this city or, you know what I'm saying, certain other fees, you know, I let them handle that. But then, you know, I got that paperwork and I still have to go do other steps myself that I've just, I was just more familiar with from having another company previously. So yeah, it's just different levels to it. But yeah. to your point, it was because there was a lot of legal jargon that I, that I felt like was jamming me up a little bit. So mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I'm gonna pay y'all to work that out with, you know, <laughs> work that out with them and I'll give, yeah. give you the money and then we'll go from there. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. So, like I said, sound advice, and um, and the the last question that I ask everybody, I'm always interested in the answers that I get because it's pretty introspective. <laughs> if you had an opportunity to talk to a younger version of yourself, let's say um, a 13 year old Shannon, Shannon, if you uh, <laughs> if you could go back in the time machine, knowing everything you know now, having all the wisdom you've accrued through the years, and and um, you know all of that if you could go back and have a conversation with yourself what would it be like what would you say to her invest in yahoo apple <laughs> right um nobody's ever said that that's, that's uh, I, I hilarious think that's, and also very true i think that's i think that's what i would i would have told myself like save your money don't sign up for that credit card you do not need those shoes for homecoming mm -hmm. um i think i, I would have told myself to just be a little bit more mindful of money mm. um and i still tell myself that to this day but mm. i think i would have told myself to be um to have a little bit more respect for money and uh to know that it doesn't spoil and that mm -hmm. investing is uh is good so i think that's what i would have told a 13 year old me i don't right, know if i would have right. listened right. I, was gonna say I don't think i would have listened <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah but it's nothing you'd put it in it'd have been in the back of 13 year old use mine right you. oh my phone went dead okay well uh th that's the indication <laughs> well, we almost over anyway. yeah, yeah that is that, that is um coming to that time I want to thank you so much for coming through and hanging out with us, for being the first of our guests to ever have their own intermission. Um, <laughs> it's a historical moment for the Neighbors Livecast. Yep. And uh, hopefully it won't happen again as I won't forget my, uh, my plug. Uh, but do the magic of editing. No one will ever know it happens if they watch it later. So Except if they thing. watch my live. Well, you know. We did a whole shit-talking yeah, segment on day. <laughs> My girl was like, he's going all, he's going full Huey P. Newton. Can you get back in there? <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, all right, all right, I'm going. Yep. I'm going. Oh. But, uh, I know Shannon was giving me the look like, oh, this nigga. Like, no, yeah, respect, sorry. respect. Sorry to let you know. <laughs> you left her in here. Right, it's my fault. Um, and, and I also learned today that Jay is a fashionista. I had Absolutely. no idea mm -hmm. that um, he enjoys shopping. and um, I don't enjoy shopping. Brunches with the girls and things like that. I do nature. enjoy brunches with the girls. <laughs> do you? Absolutely. Brunch is fun though. I brunch, brunch anyway. Any anything amazing. with the girls is fun. Well, yeah. Brunch is amazing. Yeah. See. So all right. Uh, with that being said, again, thank you so much for coming through and sharing your awesomeness with us. Definitely check her out everywhere she is. Give us the addresses one more time. Eight three zero nine O Branch Avenue in Clinton, Maryland. I'm there every Saturday from ten a.m. to four p.m. And the place is um, available for rent rental. Like if you want to host a party or your own paint and sip or your own pop-up.
dope, dope. And is that your location? Like that's you my there? location. Wow, that's uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna send some business your way because uh, you know some people, and you know some pretty dope people that I know. Like uh, we talked about um, uh, uh, Mary. Uh, well, th- of course her. Oh, who? But, uh, but no, I was talking about uh, Monique Towns. And oh, yes, also, Monique, um, yes. Oh, Candace, uh, who does the, the jewelry. Uh, she followed you, and I believe she's worked with you. And well, that didn't go well, yeah. how you that, thought it was. Yeah, yes. didn't that? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes Candace. Oh my gosh. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, right. So, and I'll edit that to look good too. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, shout out to all of them that uh, that work with you. It's dope what you're doing. Um, keep doing what you're doing. We're going to post all of your links and stuff. And uh, thank you for coming through and talking to us about how awesome you are and sharing Prince memories with us. Yes. And, um, yeah. Oh, um, Mary told me to ask how you felt about Kamala Harris's um, Chuck Taylor. See, I don't think I've ever seen her in Chuck's, but I do I see her either. in Tim's. Were, those, were those Tim's? Tim's? Were those Tim's? Nah, they were just some blonde Thank you. boots. Okay, <laughs> I was about to say, come on, y'all. <laughs> they were some oh, blonde boots. Oh, she black. Boots. They gotta be t- like, nah, Slim. I'm a fashionista out here, ain't I, Dave? Yeah, Them I joints see. was not Tim's, they bro. <laughs> so were they not Tim's? No. They might not have but been. Tim's they does make blonde. variations of the butters, but those yeah. just didn't even look like the variations either. No, oh, okay. So, uh, but that's it. Thank you for watching the neighbors. <laughs> 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 Thank you for having me. You guys were awesome. Well, yeah, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I don't know how true it is, but uh, I right. speak for yourself, Dave. <laughs> Stop speaking for me, brother. That was all for you. But um, all right, man. Thank you guys for watching again. This has been another episode of the Neighbors Livecast. We'll be back next week um, with more great conversations, more uh, interesting topics, more cool people like Shannon. Shannon. Not exactly Shannon because she has other things to do next Monday, but we'll find somebody. uh, You know, match her awesomeness. But all right, guys, have a great one and uh, peace. peace. Peace.